0: Hello and welcome on this week's episode, we are back after a not so brief hiatus uh, due to my surgery and our busy season, we are back and we'll go over what we've been up to over all that time. Uh, we miss you and we're glad you're back with us. Mm-hmm. But... On this week's episode, we are going to talk about the trailers that premiered at DC FanDome, specifically trailers from The Batman, Black Adam, and Peacemaker. Arthur thinks there's way too much stuff getting made, and I think there's not enough stuff getting made, so that's going to lead to some fun (laughs) discussions. And there it is true, thank you. Also, we've got new stuff from Sony. And Marvel, or is it Marvel and Sony? I think you got your Sony in my Marvel, and I think you got your Marvel in my Sony. Hmm. But I like the way it all tastes. Arthur hates it all, so that's again <laughs> hey. more of the same. <laughs> <laughs> And on stuff we know that you like and I like and Arthur likes and everybody likes, we talk what we do in the shadows. And of course, Woo-hoo! Netflix's huge hit, Squid Game. I've been standing on my soapbox talking about Korean death game horror and Asian death game cinema, and I'm glad the rest of y'all finally coming along for the ride. Mm. So join us this week on.
1: Care with my... <laughs> <laughs>
0: I wasn't sure what I was expecting there. You know, it's like Halloween season, so I knew you'd do something uh, evil. Oh,
2: yeah, man. I'm I'm just excited to be back. The the evil just crept crept right out of me right there. (laughs) Oh, man, I'm so excited to be back. I'm
0: so fucking rusty. Man, there's going to be so much editing. Tommy, Tommy,
2: Tommy, 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 (laughs) Tommy's back. Tommy's back. Tommy's back. From his harrowing adventures. Harrowing adventures. Yeah. So I had... Surgery.
0: Gosh, it's been like two months since we've done this.
2: I know. But I'm just glad we're back.
0: Surgery was rough, but it was but I'm feeling better now. My hearing is actually slowly improving. It's a slow process. You gotta grow nerves and blood vessels. That's so awesome. But uh I, I am bionic now. I'm a fucking cyborg. Hell they have yeah. built me back better, stronger. <laughs> Faster, faster. Stronger, faster. Look at we'll it. Maybe bro. stronger and faster <laughs> since uh <laughs> pumpkin season's over. I always joke I get my beach body in November, lifting hundred-pound, hundred twenty-five-pound <laughs> pumpkins for eight weeks mm-hmm. will will put it on you. And I was pretty skinny following surgery because you know you can't eat very much yeah. and you feel like crap for about a month, mm-hmm. and uh a lot of weird side effects that I won't get into now, but uh but, yeah, it was something. But I i feel much better. The tumor's gone. Tumor test, totally not cancer. Completely, 100%, not cancer.
2: Fantastic. Uh, which
0: is the best news. And it's starting to heal up. I got a cool scar from it. And what are you going to do? You move on, right? It's
2: freaking awesome, man. I mean, I, I was pulling for you the whole time. You know, um, uh, it's its so beautiful that we started this podcast and stuff. It just like made us get closer and closer together. You know, and um, I mean, to... You know, it's it's not like this was like cancer or like or like life threatening thing. Yeah. Yeah. You you know, you know, um, but still like, you know, it it puts you out and it just seems like, you know, you're so much better coming out on the other end of it because you kind of experience like this this uh hearing loss and and now like the idea of it coming back that's so fantastic man
0: yeah it's pretty wild low frequency sounds are making me nauseous because i'm hearing them which is Uh fucking weird Uh but like i'm uh, headphones feel strange because it feels like uh i'm not hearing out of my good ear because i am hearing out of my bad ear which is it's just hard to explain because your brain gets so used to processing sound a certain way. Mm-hmm. And then when you suddenly add this whole other sensor for that, it's, it, it's a little disorienting, but it's coming back slowly. Mm-hmm. And I think that's really helping, but I, I feel good. Um, I got good mobility in my neck now. The so awesome. tumor's totally gone. Awesome things. Awesome stuff, man. I feel great. And now following pumpkin season, I am just, I am jacked. Oh my God. Let me tell you, I am in like Fighting shape at this point. <laughs> I'm slimmed down. My belt don't fit. It's just I can't get it tight enough, mm-hmm. and uh, and I'm ripped. I'm ripped from
2: lifting pumpkins, and and you were doing pumpkin shit too. Yep, did a bunch of shows, like different gigs here and there. Um, yeah, it's 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 been a harrowing experience to say the least. It always is. Yeah. It's always you always go into it feeling so
0: like ready, and and everything's gonna be great, mm-hmm. and then you get bad around and I, I go and I see a lot of my friends have pumpkin events and pumpkin stuff. Uh, friends with the folks at the Bronx zoo mm-hmm. Sue and Andy Gertler and as well, uh, there's a great YouTube show called Carvers and Creators, which if you're listening to this and you know us, then you should be watching those guys, mm-hmm. Paul Dever and, uh, Matt Harper, both of whom I got to work with in Chicago this year, amazing artists, mm. amazing sculptors, but like, it's always harrowing. You always finish it up and you're so happy when the last pumpkin gets done and mm-hmm. the last thing gets done and you finally get home after that final gig and you never do as many as you want to do. You never make as much money as you'd like to mm-hmm. make. It's nobody's in this for the, the fame and fortune. The best people in the world, I know at this shit still lose money most years and so you do it because you love it yeah that's the artist life it is it is but we still love it we still love halloween did you did you go out trick or treat? how old is your daughter now she's if, uh, 11 that's not too personal she's 11 so we're she's still trick-or-treating yeah those, she right?
2: she dressed up as one of the agents of squid game <laughs> oh that's awesome yeah i gotta send you i gotta send you uh, the video of her
0: (laughs) oh i want to see that video so bad that's amazing oh yeah she she Um, loved it yeah we uh Rachel and I were both surprised that there weren't more Squid Game costumes. I think it came out just too close to Halloween mm-hmm. for Spirit Halloween to put something together.
2: Oh, yeah. I mean, so, it's, it's one of those things where you have to order, order it from a place where it's going to take 30 days to show up to, to your house. <laughs> you know, like a lot of times you have to order these things like specifically from overseas or whatever if it's not at Spirit.
0: Oh yeah, yeah. There's design time. And mm-hmm. there's, there's you know lead time on it. And this thing was just a huge phenomenon. Sort of at the end of summer, beginning of fall is when it broke and and broke records for that matter. Yeah, I, but I gotta I
2: did. gotta say I was pretty proud of my daughter. She has taste, man. Like that she would pick that as a costume.
0: You know, I don't know if an eleven year old should be watching Squid
2: Game. Yeah, I didn't, hey. I didn't, I didn't do it. Her mom did, but you know the the damage had been done. <laughs> <laughs> the damage had been done. Nah. I I asked yeah, her. You, you let know, her watch Squid Game? Oh, she's just watching it. I was like, okay,
1: <laughs> but
0: still, I, I, you know, I can't say nothing. My my aunt was secretly showing me like you know Frank Lauder films like Basket Case and Brain Damage. Yeah, stuff I mean, when you I know, was ten and eleven. So I it mean, is we're what we're
2: freaks though. You know, like we can handle stuff like that, but you know, it's not for every. It's not for every kid. Oh basically. well, I guess uh I guess so she saw it and she enjoyed it. Yeah, and, you know,
0: certain she's she's a adult oriented scenes aside. Yeah,
2: she's a freak like me, so <laughs> she's kinda <laughs> always like zombie stuff since she was like little. <laughs>
0: that's awesome. Yeah. That's how you do. That's how you do it. Mm. That's that that was me, too. That's my mom, and my mom supported that, you know, with all of her Halloween love, and that's why we love this time of year so much, and why mm-hmm. getting to make stuff for Halloween and whatnot is is so much fun for us. I got to make three pumpkins this year, and I might make a fourth one. It's I still got one on my porch. I know it's November, but I'm thinking about what I want to do with it. Mm.
2: Yeah, I still got four pumpkins laying around. I was going to still make some art with them, you know, just for my social media.
0: Right on. Yeah. Yeah, we got some... We got some extras. Somebody wanted an order and it was all last minute. And they're like, oh, we got to get it done by this. So, all right. And then once we finally were like, but here's the price. They were like, no, nah, we're good. Yeah. <laughs> I thought this was a collaboration.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah.
0: Offers to collaborate to make pumpkins for things. Nah, son. Pumpkins cost money. Sorry.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah. So, other than that, just getting ready to finally have some time on my hands and get to watch some of the stuff that uh, I've been excited. I don't get out to the movies during pumpkin season and certainly not following my surgery. I didn't get out and do much of anything. So I missed, I've still haven't seen Shang-Chi. I still haven't seen uh, Venom uh, Two, which, you know, I know we'll talk about a little bit more later, but there are a bunch of things coming out that I am going to see.
2: Shang-Chi was fantastic. I
0: know, I know I'm going to see it. I'm
2: going to see it. I swear to God. Mm -hmm. I was really, really surprised, really surprised because the trailer sucked. (laughs) <laughs> the trailer sucked for <laughs> Shang Chi, but the movie is so great.
0: Really, I thought the tra- I thought Aquafina looked fun, and I think that the dude uh, Simu Lu looks the part. I don't know. I think like I thought the trailers looked good. I was excited. Abomination is coming back, and yeah. I know you don't want to spoil nothing for me, and that's fine. Yeah. Uh, so don't. I know Wong is going to be there, mm-hmm. so I'm excited to catch it. I just literally, I think I've had this is now my. Third day off since the season ended
1: Yay. So,
0: so yeah so I'm gonna get out and do things I'm gonna get out and see stuff but
2: Don't forget, forget James Bond
0: You know what I can I just be honest I don't give a shit about
1: James
2: oh, okay. Bond
0: <laughs> Can I say that The same way the same way that like When I when I mentioned that bit on Star Wars And you're like I'm tanking this right now Fuck this conversation I'm like <laughs> Fuck James Bond what I will say What I will fucking say Is Pierce Brosnan Looks fucking good in his DC trailer. <laughs> mm-hmm. Which one? My dude looks amazing. Uh, for
2: Peacemaker. Oh yeah, I forgot he's in that.
1: Yeah,
0: mm-hmm. he looks awesome. He looks awesome. Yeah. So if that's James Bond, but like, you know, he 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 looks great, and the whole trailer for Peacemaker looks great. I was saying that that the DC fandom released a bunch of trailers, um, and Peacemaker was one of them. And can I say I love when they show superhero shit in the daytime,
1: Mm -hmm.
0: (laughs) like it's so inherently funny. And that's people forget that sometimes. I think that these are comic books Mm -hmm. and DC has definitely gotten bogged down in the dour sort of like, you know, mopey superheroes, Mm -hmm. but Holy cow! Peacemaker looks like my name is Earl. You know, <laughs> <laughs> it just—it looks ridiculous. Mm-hmm. It looks absolutely
2: ridiculous, and I'm fucking here for it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I'm a bit spotty about the trailer because it's just like, oh, like, watch his daddy issues. You know, like so.
0: Well, his dad was a psychopath, and they got what's his name from T two to be his dad. I love it.
2: Yeah, uh, I I just I don't know, like. They're taking some of the characters from from the Suicide Squad that were like the kind of the office workers. And it's just it's just really interesting that they just didn't take the whole crew for instance. They, they they took several of them and one of them was not even like the best out of all of them. And I just I don't know what they're doing. Um, but, you know, John Cena is really good as the character. So, Well, that's what it is. It's a John Cena comedic vehicle. Why pay all that money
0: for more notable faces or names when you just need John Cena? And I don't know who the guy is in the all black costume who's cracking Deadpool-esque jokes through the whole thing, but I love him. Yeah. I think he's great.
2: Yeah, he looks interesting, you know. So, uh, yeah, I mean, if if they're going for that sort of uh, that Deadpool energy, it sh- should be good. But I, I I just I still think like get like a really strong supporting cast because <laughs> like that big tall guy, he just he wasn't the best in that movie, man.
0: <laughs> no, you but know. they're also they're young and and they're going to build and they're going to grow their chops. And one of the ways to do that is is by virtue of a television show. And we haven't seen much of them. They might be better than expected. And hopefully, you know, I don't expect them to be poor. I mean, I'm saying, yeah, they could have they could have thrown a little bit more money in, got a few more faces yeah. but i think it's a comedic vehicle for john cena and if these guys can support and support well then i'm i'm here for it i just want to see it it looks good it mm-hmm. looks fun mm-hmm. um black adam was another interesting one uh they did like the whole intro from the rock where he's like i i've been working on this for years and i love this property and then they give you like the little intro business and they uh, straight up kill a guy
2: right off the bat i don't know I've- I feel like that intro is pretty cheap. Like for for everything they're saying, this is the most epic thing I ever worked on. Like you, you, you they kind of just shot that for the trailer. <laughs> you know, like the, yeah, it's,
0: but it's so early. The fact that they have anything at all ready to go, it's still, it's still. I'm really just saying though, for
2: for saying what they're saying, like this is the most epic thing you've never seen anything like this before. Check this out. <laughs> <laughs> well what's he gonna do he's gonna be like
0: well you know i know that uh, fandom came out we're only two months into editing so we only have a little bit so i hope i hope you guys like it because i think it's pretty good uh, it's like, just like is that the fucking rock don't no, oversell it it's the rock. <laughs> don't oversell it he's not if that's what like, you're Yo, going adam Let's watch 10 seconds of the movie. I'm about to straight up kill a guy.
2: <laughs>
0: yes. Thank you. At least it gives us some sense of tone. At least it gives us uh, some... Like, is this going to be Shazam? Well, no. It's going to be Shazam, but
2: a little darker. Yeah. It's Black Adam. I'm just saying. Uh, I, I already said it. Like, I mean, the way he presented it, we are going to see something we'd never see before. What we got was something that was on a soundstage. <laughs> and uh, just like lifting this guy up and you know it just i i it's it's a a little disappointing you know you know like oh oh, he killed a guy yeah we know he's gonna kill a guy but it's just like i was expecting something that just looked like you know a little bit better than that (laughs) oh my god
0: you got you got uh See, yeah. see, this is why you
2: shouldn't have left me alone for two months, man. I just got colder oh and harder.
0: <laughs> I know, I know. And now, and now we've got to talk about Batman, which is the third <laughs> book to come out of that.
2: I hated it, and I,
0: and I know you hate Batman. I don't hate Batman. And you, you wish, you know you I don't wish hate that Batman. they would just stop making Batman. You no, know I don't hate
2: Batman. you crazy. I love Batman.
0: Then why then why do you always hate it when they make a Batman movie?
2: And that's, like, that's okay. So true. That's
0: not true. <laughs> that's all right, not true. So then you saw this trailer. What'd you what'd you think of the trailer?
2: I like the first trailer. I like the first trailer that came out last year. Better. I'm not
0: asking. But that was a <laughs> teaser. That was just yes. That was awesome. Because it was so much Batman punching, look, and I love it, and look, I'm here for
2: it I love Matt Reeves, and I love the the vision that he has, but I didn't really care for this trailer so much because it just was it was a generic general audience trailer that kind of had all of the notes that all of the Batman movies have like 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 all together have had and you know you had all those different type of scenes, like where are you and you know what? What does Batman stand for? Justice, and what does Alfred say, sir? You you gotta watch out. You know, bad shit's gonna happen to you. Like <laughs> you know, <laughs> I'm like, no,
0: no, no, no. All right. So here's what I want to push back. Exactly all the cliches that you mentioned, except in the in the freaking trailer. What do you stand for? He doesn't say justice. He says vengeance.
2: This is the same thing. Says, come on, bro? That's it's either justice no, or vengeance, no,
0: sir. No, sir, Justice and Vengeance are totally different. But,
2: but I'm saying he says-
0: No, wait, Justice is slapping the cuffs on the criminal and taking him to jail, and Vengeance is beating that criminal so that he never walks right Tom. for the rest of his life. That's <laughs> what I'm those saying- Those are different he's things. He's
2: either saying either two of those things, that's, that's, that's all I'm saying. And look, look, like I said, the, I'll give merit to this trailer because it looks fantastic- that, that last shot of Batman walking slowly towards Penguin upside down was a, a badass shot, you know? But Colin Farrell, who's like completely unrecognizable in this as Penguin, he's playing the character differently and he, he's giving, uh, not Tom Sizemore, Tom Wellington? I forgot the name of that British actor that played Falcone uh, in uh, I think Batman. I ba- Wellington. Huh?
0: I think it's, it's not Sizemore. I think it's Wellington.
2: Yeah, not Sizemore. Um, but, um, Sizemore was in the rock. Uh, uh, yeah, but <laughs> you know, but but you know, he played Falcone. He had complete. Va- it was basically the same scene. Falcone's is in the car. He's like, "Who the who the fuck are you?" <laughs> I'm
0: Batman. <laughs> hey, 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 I do the New York accents, right? <laughs> who the fuck is this guy?
2: <laughs> who the fuck is this guy? So, um, what? What? That's the reason why I said I like the first trailer better. The first trailer was so sick. It just it was it just everything about it was just an unconventional, uh, Batman thing. You know, it was, it was like Bat Batman by David Fincher. You know, it, like in, in in a lot of ways. I even thought, though it's, I it's, thought uh, this
0: trailer was just fine. I thought this trailer was setting up the the creepy tone of it and. I like that Colin Farrell is playing the penguin a little bit more realistic and a little less cartoony because the penguin is absurd on, like when you look at uh, the original Batman Returns and you see Danny DeVito as the penguin, Danny DeVito was perfect and that role was perfect in that movie. In this movie where I want some more realistic violence and the whole thing seems to be going for a, a bit less of a, like, fantastic world kind of feel and a more gritty real world kind of feel. I I like that penguin and I like what I'm seeing so far. I mean, I yeah, I had the accent and the whole things a little. I'm just saying the top, like he's he's part of the
2: part. I'm saying he's less penguin and more like just a straight up a caricature of gangster. a ma- mafioso gangster. You know? So like I mean if there's something well, I, else if there's something else in the performance I'd like to see it, but that's all I'm seeing so far. And I mean, and, and it's not like it's not like trailer. we're it's not like we're coming to this movie for the Penguin. We're going for the Riddler, and whatever else, whatever else like thing thing that they have happening there. You know, he, he's kind of he's kind of like the Falcone of this, like I mean, just how Falcone was served in Batman Begins. He's just like you know the the first dish, basically. You know, sure, sure, sure. So yeah, I mean, I, I think it's gonna be great. You know, but if you're talking about the trailer, I mean, I I, I just thought the trailer was a little. A little generic, you know?
1: Yeah.
0: I guess I see your point. I just, I saw a lot in it that I really, really liked. No, yeah. I'm excited for this Batman movie. And... But it's just like, it's like
2: they always have the same, same sort of like generic clown goons in like each, each one of these movies, you know? So... Uh, the the fighting scene looked cool. That that scene when he's like walking through that hallway and they kind of um, s- uh, sync it up with the music with like when he's getting shot. I mean that looked that looked really cool. You know, I mean it's oh, it's always good. Point, when, yeah, it's always the good. point when,
0: Blank machine gun shit. Yeah, great. yeah.
2: It's always it's always good when they get the action right in these. You know, because like I mean that was always severely lacking in the Nolan movies. You know. Um, The set pieces were great in Nolan movies, but, like, the hand-to-hand stuff was always whack.
0: Oh, yeah. I didn't – see, I want brutal Batman. Yeah. I do. I want the absolute – because Batman is a fucking maniac, and I want to see maniac Batman.
2: Yeah, the last time we got that was in Batman versus Superman when Zack Snyder really got to do that warehouse scene. That was, like, crazy. It was awesome. Mm I mean, but the only thing is it almost felt like it was CGI involved with it. I mean, honestly, Mm -hmm. that's probably the way to actually do Batman. But, like, the more you can make it come across real, the better, you know? So... Yeah, and that's what it looks Batman like in this movie. Is a
0: lunatic, and just I want to watch him just beat criminals to a pulp. They say criminals are afraid of him. Mm-hmm. I want to see why they're afraid, mm-hmm. and I think this movie's going to deliver that. And I love Robert Robert Pattinson. This like at this stage in his career is so much fun. He was crazy in the Lighthouse.
2: Mm-hmm. I, I need to see, I need to see Good Time. Did you see Good Time? Yeah, I haven't
0: seen that either. Oh yeah, I got to see. No, that. I haven't seen Good Time either but like what he's doing now is that he took all that twilight money and he's just like, I'm doing whatever the fuck I want and (laughs) credit to him, credit to him for doing it. So I, I'm excited for this. I'm excited, you know, for peacemaker, I'm less excited for black Adam, but I'm willing to take a flyer on it. Mm -hmm. Um, and then the last trailer that really caught my eye is the new one from the Sony Marvel verse, uh, Morbius, which is clearly referencing and tying into venom which came out recently. I haven't seen it, but uh, I did have the end credits spoiled for me. So spoilers for anybody who really is like waiting. If you haven't seen Venom 2 by now, you're probably just going to catch it on HBO Max and you don't mind if I spoil the end credit scene, but <laughs> spoiler warnings. So have you heard about the end credit scene from yeah. uh, Venom 2?
2: ad nauseum.
0: <laughs> ad nauseum. So yeah, so we get Venom suddenly transported or whatever to a world where he's watching the J. Jonas Jameson broadcast from the end of Spider-Man, no way home or uh, uh far from home, far from home. So clearly those universes now touch. And then in the Morbius trailer, we get multiple references to venom as well as uh, references to Spider-Man in the graffiti and one point he's walking down the street and you see a, a graffiti pictured of Spider-Man with the word murderer painted over it so clearly
2: well, he exists uh, also, also in the vul- same world also the vulture
0: well are right, yeah i didn't mean to bury the lead on that one but yes we see the vulture as well so clearly clearly we have we have the vulture we've got Spider-Man we've got multiple references to Venom so Sony is done playing coy with this um i also thought it was really funny cuz the trailer opens with like him looking is like Morbius, where have you been? We've been expecting you for months. No one's seen you. And I was like, oh, that's a great commentary on the fucking movie. <laughs> 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 Morbius, where have you been? We've been expecting you for months.
1: <laughs> Years. <laughs> <laughs> i know right this movie this movie
0: feels like it got sucked into the same black hole that ate the new mutants movie and and nothing good escapes that black hole so i am yeah, skeptical it halted, it halted of what this movie's gonna be
2: it's crazy it's crazy what the landscape of this year was supposed to be because so much of the stuff that came out this year is supposed to come out last year you know yeah yeah it's it's crazy
0: and everything get, keeps getting pushed back and mm-hmm. moved around, and Morbius kind of got lost in all that shuffle. But I gotta say, I don't hate Jared Leto, like in what I'm seeing of him of the role. Like I'm I mean, like Jared Leto, feels like Morbius.
2: This has been Jared Leto's decade, man. <laughs> like the same, t- same, t- same time, same time. Matthew McConaughey had, had the McConnaissance. Like uh, yeah. le- Leto has just been grabbing everything up and. You know, like I mean you've seen him in the Versa Vers- not Versace. Um uh was it Versace? Like the Might have been the, the movie that he's doing with Lady Gaga, like they're all like uh like playing uh, oh, Italians. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Yeah, he yeah, looks yeah.
2: amazing in that. He's he's playing a caricatured, like older Italian gentleman, but like it looks like he's about to soak up another uh, supporting nod, you know? Yeah. Um but yeah, but that's that's the thing. Like he's just killing it. You know, now, my only thing with this is um and especially like a lot of the Sony stuff, like like they're always screwing everything up, you know, because like, I mean, this looks good, <laughs> but it's just like, who's the villain? <laughs> like what? You don't get a sense of who he's actually fighting. And it's the same thing with the, the first Venom. So, of course, they give give him carnage. But then, like, for some reason, he's transported to another world. Now, I didn't see any of these movies. You know, for good reason <laughs> for good. Oh, for
0: good fucking reason. Venom is fun It's just fun And I've been reading the reviews of Venom vs. Carnage And people are saying that it's a straight up comedy And that they're here for it And that it works mm-hmm. That's what the reviews are saying now I know we gotta take all the reviews with a grain of salt yeah. Eternals but we definitely, we definitely can listen. If there's enough people saying the same things, it might be true. And a lot of people are saying this movie is funnier than they expected it to be, lighter than they expected it to be. It's a PG-13, so it's not an R. Well, I
2: saw the and other. I saw the fun. other reviews, and
0: they're supposed to be fun.
2: I saw the other reviews, and they seem to be in line with what I uh, 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 thought about those movies. So there you go. <laughs>
0: Well, I guess there's enough opinions to go around <laughs>
2: I'm just like look I'm, I don't know Look look, when it comes down to it I'm mad that like They had the nerve to tell a Venom story Without the origins being tied to Spider-Man in the first place Like, I, I feel like that's the biggest bonehead move you can make that doesn't
0: bother me. I don't need it yeah. to be tied to everything right off the bat. Iron Man wasn't that tied to everything like right off the bat. what are you Certain talking about need time to develop their ties
2: What are you talking about They told they the origin of Iron Man in the Iron Man movie. What are you talking about?
0: No, but what I mean to say is is we didn't get you know Thor and and Captain Marvel and Captain America and Hawkeye and Black Widow all in Iron Man One. I it know took time for them to develop ties to those characters. What argument are you making, picture. bro? <laughs> My argument that I'm making is that I don't need venom to address Spider-Man in the first movie. I
2: don't. But that's where venom came from. It started with Peter Parker. That's the whole point. But you can't do that. You
0: can't do that. you can't. Otherwise, you're not getting Venom for t- until 10 years from now. If you require Secret Wars <laughs> to introduce Venom, yeah. then fuck, man. That's just, that's like, that's 18 movies worth of homework before we actually get to Venom. Yeah, no, that's, just, that's, like, how, we were, that's how we were, that's how we felt Earth. about
2: Black Panther back in 2012 when, when we had to wait for it to come out and eventually it came out and it was great. I am not here for this slave to Canon bullshit.
0: I'm really not. I don't need it. And I'm a comic book guy and I'm a comic book guy. And I love Canon. And I love when they give us the freaking stories, but I don't need every hero on earth fights the beyonder Spider-Man's uniform gets torn, goes into what he thinks is a uniform machine. Tom. Actually, it's some kind Tom. of alien Tom. bonding machine. Excuse me. And then, and then he finds he has superpowers, comes to earth, but finds that it has some kind of malevolent effect on him. He tries to separate from it. It bonds to Eddie Brock. And now we have Venom. I don't okay, need listen, that. Listen,
2: listen, buddy. What reason would Venom ever have any reason To want to deal with Spider-Man at this point.
0: You give them a reason. There there are these things out there called writers. And what they do is they figure out reasons.
1: (laughs) Oh my
0: God. Venom exists. Spider-Man exists. They come into conflict. Now they have conflict. If that's the case,
2: he might as well have the same amount of intensity to any, just any character. (laughs) <laughs> it's like this, sure this. once you give him narrative
0: reason Dude, I'm not no I refuse your argument some ass yes. backwards writing you bro give- no, no. Once you give Venom narrative reason to come into conflict <laughs> with the character, then they have conflict. That's like saying, why did Venom fight Carnage? Well, if Carnage had just turned into a symbiote and sat at the park and ate ice cream and handed out free gift cards to fucking Arby's, then there would be no That's conflict. That's not the same thing, man. Like but the fact is... He then goes use that power to murder people, and now Venom feels ways Dude, about. Dude, it's it's far. We're just asking why Venom feels ways about. Bro, things. bro,
2: it's it's far easier to come up with the concept of of there being an, an antagonistic, adversarial thing between uh, two symbiotes. You know, like like that's 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 pretty clear and easy. Like that's I'm I'm I'm, I'm saying Venom. The whole idea of Venom is rooted with Peter Parker. To take that away is just pretty ridiculous.
0: It's not. You just give him a different reason. You just give him a different. He didn't have to what be suitable, bonded what to suitable, Parker and then feel rejected by him. What suitable reason blah, blah, did they blah, give
2: blah, blah, in blah.
1: Venom?
0: Well, we haven't gotten it yet. We just know that they exist in the same universe by the post-credits okay. scene. So, and I haven't seen the movie. But what I'm saying is you have Venom do a thing. Here, I'm going to write it. Venom's doing a thing. Spider-Man doesn't think that the thing that Venom is doing is right. Venom thinks that killing criminals is okay. Spider-Man thinks that killing criminals is not okay. All right? So then Venom, while killing criminals, comes into conflict with Spider-Man. Spider-Man... Somehow manages to apprehend Venom and turn him over to, I don't fucking care, the Avengers, the Fantastic Four, whatever. Spider-Man captures (laughs) Venom. He gives him to the government. The government experiments on him. He breaks out and now he's like, fuck Spider-Man. Boom.
2: Fantastic. You
0: don't even need Spider-Man to torture him. He gets tortured by the government and he blames Spider-Man.
2: Fantastic.
0: Moving on. And that's five (laughs) minutes. That's five minutes. Now they don't like each other. That's all you need. You just need them to not fucking like each other. Venom is violent and flies off the handle. Blah.
2: Sony, I got your man right here.
0: Right here. <laughs> it's not hard. Venom wants a thing. Spider-Man wants the opposite Sp- Venom thing. Wants Spider-Man a thing. stops Venom from getting the thing. <laughs> Venom hates Spider-Man. And plus now you've introduced the thing. So ready to go.
2: Bravo, sir! Stop being such a slave to Canada. It's, okay. it's okay. Oh, okay. now I'm a slave?
0: <laughs> oh, fuck me! Oh, this racism! Oh. Speaking of racism, I know you haven't seen it, but we are going to delve real quick into. Not Arthur's Gaming Corner, but Tom's Sporting Corner. Corner,
1: corner, corner, corner.
0: I want to talk about the World Series. We just had the World Series. And um, man, was it such a clear parallel to the state of things in America when you can literally root for fucking nobody. Yeah, did you watch any of the World Series, Arthur? I know you don't care about so the
2: World So this it's is what TV. I saw of the World Series. I was, I was with my friend having some dinner at BJ's, and she's like, oh, look, they're playing. I looked, oh, oh, it's baseball. That's yeah, the World Series. Oh, wow. <laughs> That's what I saw of the World Series. <laughs>
0: awesome. All right, well, so here's the World Series. The World Series was the Houston Astros versus the Atlanta Braves. Now, Important to note, one thing that happened recently is that next year, the Cleveland Indians will no longer be the Cleveland Indians. They will presumably become the Cleveland Guardians. The Guardians being large statues that are placed um, conspicuously in the city of Cleveland and everybody loves them. So they named the baseball team after them, the Guardians. Perfect. That's fine. They're getting sued by a minor league men's roller derby team that also has that name. (laughs) I can't make that up. That's who's suing them. But (laughs) Presumably, the Cleveland Guardians will be a baseball team next year, and they will pay whatever sum of money to this roller derby team
2: to get the name. But they're holding fast.
0: So, yes. So, that being said. The Braves as a team name is not an especially good look. Now, it is not, at least it's not pejorative. At least it's not slanderous, like the Redskins or something. It's the Braves, which is only mildly better. But even worse than that is. The two traditions they have uh, for the team, which is the chop, which is imitating a tomahawk chop with your hand, uh, much like uh, seen in uh, Robin Hood Men in Tights. Let's give them the chop. And they do the chop. But also, while they do the chop, they do a faux Native American chant. That's that's not mm-hmm. good. That you, that you really should not fucking mm-hmm. do. So while you're watching the world series, you're like, Oh, you have the Houston Astros. Everybody on earth hates them because they were cheating for years and presumably won a world series while they were cheating their first ever world series. So you don't want them fucking winning. Cause fuck those guys. We're still mad at them from 2018. Um, but then you have Atlanta, which is now suddenly America's team because everyone hates Houston. And you're rooting for Atlanta. And then every time you find yourself rooting for them, they cut to the crowd and they're all doing the chop and doing the whoa, and like that shit. And you're like, fuck, I, this is unwatchable now. <laughs> Mm-mm. And it just like it became such a perfect metaphor for the state of shit in America where you're just like, why is everything so problematic? Why can't I root for anybody? Right. I mean, I was still rooting for the Braves, uh, the team, not the fans. Mm-hmm. But I think they need to address this shit. And their argument, the, their argument is that all of these things are complimentary, that they are celebratory. They're not using a Native American uh, tr- particular tribe for their team name, nor are they using a slur like the Redskins uh, or presumably the Indians, which flirts the line with slur. Mm-hmm. But... Um, Braves is complimentary, but the chant and the chop, like, how do you separate them? You gonna like do over the PA, like, ladies and gentlemen, we ask that you please not do the chop. It's, it's a little racist. <laughs> and so's the chant. Like, you can't do that. So what the, what do you do if you're the Braves, except kind of lean into it and just declare that it's complimentary and we've got sanction for many number of Native American groups to continue doing this. So we're good. Mm. Do you think they're good or no?
2: Um, I mean, no. Like, I mean, like, like there's <laughs> there's all sorts of different things you could do for a chant. Like the the like the racial insensitivity is such a, just a cultural thing for America. Like every everything, every like we stand on the bodies and bones and blood of all these people that just have their cultures and languages destroyed and then on top of that we treat them like novelties so it's like you know fuck yeah. you for all of that thank you very much like for for your game and stuff like you think it's so important to do that because like that's your only dimensional understanding of a people it's like hey yo 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 hey yo 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 fuck you stop that stop that stupid shit <laughs> you know that's how I feel about it.
0: So it's not complimentary and and white people and everybody basically needs to stop doing this. Oh, and I got a question. Um, how come uh like it's crazy when they show the crowds of people doing this like well no, actually I'm not gonna go there. I'm not gonna go there. I just noted when I watched the World Series that there weren't very many African Americans in the crowd at the game. Because it's baseball and I found that to be strange given that it's Atlanta. It's baseball. <laughs> So I got to go to a, a a Falcons game if I want to see the African American community come out for sports. Maybe. <laughs> they don't care about baseball. I
2: don't. I don't see like I'm sure there's like a, 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 a there's like some percentage of black people like baseball, but it's not not typically something something that you see like a large group of uh, black people at. I mean, do you see, usually see? That's true. I huge mean, black black people. I mean, I remember baseball was in decline for a long time. So you you don't even usually even see the stands filled up usually. You know, well, that's true. I mean, the World Series is always
0: the World yeah. Series, and you're going to see a ton of people there, yeah, no matter pretty, what. But no, pretty, I think you're absolutely right. Pretty boring um, to watch.
2: You know, f- you know, not for everybody. I, I you know f- you know for sure you you love it. But I mean, baseball. <laughs> I know baseball's been in decline for years.
0: Well, I think it just to get on a brief tangent on baseball, I'll give two reasons why I think baseball has been in decline. And one of them was incredibly apparent during the World Series is like Major League Baseball, if you're listening, and I assume that you are, I assume the whole world is listening to this <laughs> podcast right now, um, stop with starting the game at 8 fucking o'clock, all right? <laughs> Every yeah. single World Series game, Every single one ended between 11.30 p.m. and 12.30 a.m. Every single game. You're wondering why kids don't care about baseball. It's because they're in bed sleeping when you're showing an East Coast game. Yeah, it's pretty weird. An East Coast game. You got to start those early. Like, I know that out on the West Coast, you're getting that game at like 7, 6, and 5 o'clock. But, on the East Coast, starting those games at eight o'clock means nobody on the East Coast is watching them, and one of the teams in the series is Atlanta, so knock that off and then the other thing is is that the um the cost of entry to baseball is prohibitive. that's a big reason why you don't see uh baseball proliferating in inner city environments mm-hmm. is because you need a bat and a glove and a ball, and nine at least. 10 other people to play mm-hmm. with. Whereas for basketball, you need a ball and two yeah. people. And so I like that people like Curtis Granderson and, uh, uh, CC Sabathia have been doing a lot of inner city youth baseball initiatives. And I think they're doing great work in that regard. And I hope that it does pick up because it's less than 20% of the league is African American. Yeah. And that's, that's not enough. Uh, that's not enough.
2: You know, I mean, I, I feel, I feel like, you know, when I look at baseball and stuff and, and think about like the, the culture where it is right now, I mean, you you really have to really love baseball because there's a lot of like slow moments in baseball, you know, and then and then you add that to how long it is and then putting it late at night. You know, I I, I don't think there's the, yeah. I don't think there's much of an attention span for baseball in the in the broad sense when it comes down to it, the most, you're absolutely right. Modern
0: media has done a lot to reduce attention span yeah. and baseball is one of those games that requires Yeah, so what it.
2: I'm saying. Like the most you ever hear about baseball is like the affairs that like the, some of the baseball players are having or something that's, <laughs> you know, you don't, you don't hear about like, Oh, look at the grand, the oh, grand slam. Oh, there's a home run. Like you never hear about home runs. <laughs>
0: you know <laughs> well it depends on how many you're hitting but i i see your point that's
2: what i'm yes. saying but but that was the like the 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 biggest time the last time i felt like there was national attention was when mark maguire uh, like was uh doing those those uh, those uh home runs and also uh the other guy Sam Sammy sosa. sosa that's the last time i think there was national attention on baseball
0: Well there was a couple of reasons for that One was that they were just coming off a strike So attention was at an all time yeah. low And then two it was two guys Competing to break Basically a a, a record that was Deemed unbreakable yeah. And then suddenly steroids entered the picture And that yeah, bre- record got broken that was freaking a bunch of times.
2: Over 20 years ago <laughs>
0: <laughs> Yeah, that's, yeah that's, that was a long time That was 1998 yeah. that was a very long time yeah, that's,
2: that's all I'm saying but
0: But I don't know. I just wanted to talk about the World Series briefly and say, I'm glad that the cheaters didn't win. I just wish that the Braves would do a little bit more to address some of their problematic Mm -hmm. shit. I know nobody wants more politics infused with their sports, but it's not politics. It's, it's a way of life thing. You either see these things as problematic and easy to change. Just don't do mm-hmm. it. You can do anything you want. And other people seem married to like, well, it's my right to make racist hand gestures and to sing racist. Yeah. It's, it's American. And,
2: it's an American pastime. And I
0: don't think it's racist and it's complimentary. So whatever. And it's not, but I don't know. So yeah, that was, that was something else that came up during the, the hiatus. And, uh, since I do mention baseball a lot and let's go Yankees in 2022. Uh, but other than that, you know, fuck all with this racist shit Yeah. (laughs) or cheating or not being able to enjoy things. We can't enjoy anything anymore, but you know what I do enjoy? You know what I do enjoy? What What we do in the shadows. Oh yeah. (laughs) Holy shit. This show should not work like on paper it's just too crazy and it works so well. Like I think about my mom telling me, you know, growing up watching dark shadows mm-hmm. and how much she loved the show, dark shadows. And she explains it to me. And I'm like, that doesn't work at all for me. I don't, I don't see the thing. Of Did it. you like and the then, movie? Now I watch this show. No, well the movie was cute. It was okay. Mm-hmm. But the TV show, you know, is of course much more protracted. Yeah, yeah. And I just was like, how do you carry that premise for so long? This show, season three, every episode, I'm through the first seven episodes. God damn it. Oh, see- you it's mean so season funny four? And so genuine. No, no, no. This is season three. Oh, man. okay. I know. It feels like there are more seasons. Mm-hmm. It feels like there were way more episodes because, like, every episode's a fucking classic.
2: Yeah, it's so good. Usually
0: you go through a show and then you, you'll watch 10 episodes mm-hmm. and they'll be three, maybe if you're lucky, four or five episodes that really stick out in your mind as being funny and inventive and original and, oh, that was one of the classic episodes of that season or, you know, so on and so forth. But this show, every episode is genuinely so original and weird and funny.
2: Oh, full-on spoiler warning.
0: Oh, full-on spoiler. Well, you know, it's funny. How much can you really spoil? I haven't seen the last three episodes. Oh, okay. but it's it's a sitcom. It's a sitcom, so you can only changed so much. And even, and I, 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 like I said, I I can, I can see the, the synopses for the different episodes. As I go through them, it would appear we're going to lose one of the main characters in the final episode or somewhere around the final episode.
2: My lips are sealed. What's that?
0: Not necessary, (laughs) but not necessarily. Um, but we've already seen dead characters come back during this season. So, I'm not sold on anyone dying being totally dead. What's
2: the last? Holy what's the last episode you watched? Because I just want to know where you were.
0: Uh, episode seven. So um, it's right after the Gale episode.
2: What happened? In, I'm trying what to remember in exactly what
0: happened. Well, episodes I think episode six is Gale, and then episode seven. I I watched seven episodes at once, so they're all like blurring in my head. I don't know what the last thing I saw was. Well, I'm I'm gonna
2: talk about some of the I'm gonna talk about some of the early episodes then because so the I think it's the second episode when they they it's the first or the second episode when they they travel to like uh to the wedding and they they change
0: oh they yeah, change yeah. the
2: intro song. <laughs> that was so great when he let in yeah it. yeah oh man that was so good and then uh the, so like the guy that was getting married I, I forgot he was he's basically a friend of sean neighbor yeah Shawn. yeah yeah and he's gotten so much more
0: screen time because the superb album yeah album yeah yeah
2: so, <laughs> so funny yeah so it's it's cool that like he, he got to carry on to a couple episodes and stuff and his whole thing about selling those pillows <laughs> Or a mattress. Selling guy pillows. Yeah, yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah. The, that, yeah. The way that whole scene r- ran together was so freaking comedically genius, man. <laughs> oh, so much of it.
0: And just Tim just doing stupid things after they gave him the brain scramblies in season two. Mm-hmm. And now he's like, I bought too many of these pillows. And I love, see, I'm a New Yorker, but. Even as a New Yorker, they've got the accent for Staten Island down so perfect. (laughs) And the affect and the behavior of these guys, (laughs) like you're you're not from New York and you've never been to Staten Island. But I'm telling you, it's they fucking
1: nailed it. (laughs) It's so perfect.
0: And, this is what folks on Staten Island are really, really like, and it is what they fucking sound like. I promise you.
2: I think I think the standout episode is uh, basically where they're hunting that demon, and uh, like it's just such a yes. bug nuts episode. And, and my friend Doug, yes. my friend Doug Jones, he's he's I, I love anytime he gets to really he's been really coming to his own is that doug jones in the suit doug jones no doug jones plays the baron
0: oh the right 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 right. yeah yeah yeah. he's the baron that that he's carried around half a baron for the whole episode yeah yeah
2: (laughs) but it's just like um he went for years like them dubbing over his voice and him not Mm. being able to speak or just being drowning in makeup and stuff so you rarely get to see him either act without makeup or being able to just really perform while he's in makeup. So, like, his Baron character is so great. He's also killing it on that Star Trek uh, show as well, you know? So I'm mm-hmm. so happy for him every
0: time. Oh, I- I've always loved Doug Jones. Oh, yeah. Ever since, shit, Hocus Pocus, you know, his first big
1: break.
2: Oh, yeah. I mean, he was one of my idols. I couldn't believe I was able to work with him on my first movie. But, like, so – but I love when he – uh, plays Baron. Cause it's so funny. He's so funny as a character. And just that, that whole, the whole, the way that when you, when you see that whole group of characters walking down the street, there's such a weird ragtag group of characters. This little And it works. Yeah, And it so works.
0: <laughs> and it shouldn't, nothing about this show should work. And yet everybody gives such a genuine earnest performance the 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 episode where where Nando where they have the cloak of uh of duplication and so basically you have the actor who plays Nando having to pantomime everybody pretending to be him i can't imagine how much fun that was to shoot that episode how just weird and and just just so much fun that episode is i couldn't imagine shooting it it must have been a great
2: time what's oh, the the actress that she's like she's like their confidant for the for the vampir- vampiric society. Oh, Kristen Shaw! Uh, yeah, know, Kristen Shaw. Like it's so great because like she's so good as a regular. Yeah, they, yeah, just totally now. made a regular. Uh, I love the all the shifting that they did. Like they shifted Colin Robinson with. Um, yeah, he's much more aggressive now. Well, well but they, great. but they, they did a lot of stories where they were pairing him up with specifically uh, the husband of Matthew Barry. Uh, Matthew Barry's character. So like oh yeah and yeah, they, yeah
0: they have really paired yeah them and together. then they had
2: Nandor with uh, the wife uh, Nadia, Nadia. Yep. like so like you just there's different flavors that you've never been able to do comedically before and they were so just so smart to do that you know
0: they really are breaking the dynamic of of who's usually with who mm-hmm. and now you have like the two sort of dopey ones off getting into trouble together. Mm -hmm. And then the two more serious ones who are also dopey trying to run the vampiric council, which they now lead by virtue of the fact that Guillermo has killed every other vampire on Staten Island. (laughs) (laughs) Taiwatidi coming in for the fucking cameo, Mm -hmm. where he's like, you kill one vampire, that's a crime. And for that Punishment is murder. But you kill thirty eight and that, that's initiative. Really. <laughs> <laughs> so good. It's so good.
2: Oh my God, man. It's just so it's just brilliant. So fantastic. So I
0: can't wait to catch the last three episodes. Yeah, I can't wait till and you do. We got watching that show. We gotta
2: talk about that next week. Uh um if if you watch those, if you happen to watch those the rest of this week.
0: Oh, I'll definitely catch those by next week. I'll catch those by the end of the day.
2: I did, I did want to quickly talk about insecure yeah, yeah, insecure insecure just came back out Ooh, there's
0: another show yeah. yeah
2: insecure is a show that by Issa Rae about like a like a 30 something and black woman like you know it's 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 basically based off of her youtube series that she started uh over 10 years ago called uh tales of an awkward black uh, girl right on and um so but and it's it's in its uh i think it's fifth and final season um either fourth or fifth or final season so that just started. I'm excited about that because, um, like, a lot of it takes place in Inglewood. And when they tell L.A. stories and uh, L.A. movies and stuff, you always see downtown or it's Hollywood or some g- generic L.A. you know area. You know, and or if they're doing something like this about the hood, you know, it's Compton or whatever. They, they rarely show Inglewood. And Inglewood has always been like this spot where there's a, like upward mobility for black people. And like what I love about that show is like they black people always look so damn good in that show, and they always like make Inglewood look so good too. Yeah, it's it's true because like they light black people correctly on that show, you know. <laughs> like they rarely ever say what that's a that's an interesting specific. That's,
0: is, are black people not lit correctly? No. <laughs> I'm a white guy. I don't, I don't know. I don't, I'm just, I that's know what I'm telling you. Hair.
2: So tell me, tell me about lighting black people. Well, that, that it's been a problem since they've, you know, started like photography. In, anytime you, you know, with the, with the exposure and stuff. <laughs> it's been a
0: problem since photography. Yes.
2: <laughs> anytime they took pictures of black people, it'd be this black blob, you know, when it comes down to the exposure. Fair. Fair, and like and s- the same thing happened in a lot of movies, especially when, you know, um white people have just like you know, like they've figured out all the ways to light white people. <laughs> but, you know, um while while they're <laughs> lighting the white person in that scene, the black person is in that scene is like like not lit correctly because they're lighting the scene for white people. You know? So Okay, that's a fair point. So, You're absolutely yeah, right. Yeah, so that's something that they've actually really um have been bringing to the attention uh to hollywood for, for actually like the last past five years, so if you actually see a lot of these black things uh black uh projects that are coming out like they, they, they are looking so exquisite you know because like they've realized nice. what they've what they've done wrong you know you can even see d c solves that problem by making
0: everybody blue yes Yes, <laughs> no, but um, black people, white people, no, no, no. This is D.C. We only have blue people.
1: <laughs> even even
2: as up to as like tenant tenant, um, they 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 lit, um, uh, John uh wrong most of the time throughout that movie, you know. So so it winds up like being harsher and darker and and um, not like bouncing any sort of light or color off of the skin to give it dimension and stuff. So it's so like that's 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 the thing you know um but anyway you know if you look at if you look at the look of uh in- insecure you immediately are seeing something different because you don't you don't ever see black people lit that well and shot that well you know and that show is exquisite you know that's one of my one of my favorite things about the show is how black people look in it you know they,
0: well all right. shout out to Insecure.
2: HBO um, baby. I,
0: I took your I took your advice on Atlanta. Then I'll I'll have to take your advice on this if you're oh. saying this is, is that good. Yeah, so like, Atlanta does the sure same thing. Atlanta
2: does the same thing. Like they like they 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 look good. Like the show look just looks different than any they do look any good. show that's been out because they haven't been lighting black people like right for years. <laughs> yeah. Well, all right.
0: Oh, so yeah. I like it. Um, oh, oh, and one other show, one other show that we finally wrapped up cause it took me a while to catch up on was what if, what if? The final, final episode of what if, and I know we got to get to squid games cause we're coming up on the hour, mark. Uh-oh, but, uh-oh. but, <laughs> but what if quick shout out to what if Oh yeah, we talked a bunch about it? Um, it also looks great. And if you haven't seen it and, uh, you want to watch movies that are going to come after it, it's apparently going to be required viewing.
2: <laughs> Pretty much, I mean. But what's great is it is also going to have a second season. Just same thing with Loki. Loki's going to have a second season. Um, uh, nice. I think I think What If was great. I mean, I, I I I loved that Marvel was able to um you know have have the freedom to do a bunch of stuff that they couldn't just like easily and freely do in the movies. You know, so that's I mean that was always what was great about the comic. I feel like they captured the spirit of the comic, because like the comic yeah. has always been kind of like their Twilight Zone, um, and mm-hmm. and because of that, they were able to do a lot of crazy stuff from the zombies to like the the ultimate power of Ultron. You know, of course, there's like little you know um, discrepancies here that about like whether sure, sure. whether they. You know, we're following their plot lines correctly or whatever, you know, like they, right, you
0: establish in Loki that Infinity Stones don't work outside of their given universe. Mm-hmm. And then what if says no, they absolutely do. So it's a little there's a little conflict mm-hmm. if we're being pedantic about it. Yeah.
2: But that being said, um, first of all, stellar voiceover work. They brought back most of the people, but then they would bring back they would they not bring back, but they would have they would cast um, other voiceover actors who were doing pretty much yeah. spot-on voiceover work. Like, Lake Bell's uh, Black Widow was fantastic. <laughs> it sounded just like uh, Scarlett Johansson. Yeah, yeah, no, it sounded really good. That's true. Yeah, Lake was fantastic, you know, and, and she comes from, she, she, she does acting, but she does a lot of voiceover. So she comes from, mm-hmm. like, my, my my little world. So, like, kudos <laughs> to Lake Bell, man. She did freaking awesome. The guy that did Robert Downey Jr. was sick, too. So he was Yeah, he was yeah, really yeah. Good. that
0: was pretty spot
2: on. And then we, and then we got Chadwick Boseman's last performance as uh Chala. Oh, And uh Heartbreaker. Oh yeah, so good. You know, his Star-Lord character was so awesome. <laughs> that Star-Lord episode was just so awesome, period. You know, like yeah, yeah, like yeah, he yeah, was yeah. able to uh talk no jutsu uh Thanos <laughs> into, into yeah, just yeah, giving exactly. up his whole thing. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, but um, oh, the the finale was fantastic, you know, getting to see... Bringing
0: uh, everybody together to fight Ultron. Yeah,
2: multidimensional Avengers, or Guardians, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, what have you.
0: And then, of course, bringing along Killmonger, because the watcher had already foreseen that he sh- needed to betray them and that, that that would be the way the conflict would actually end. Oh yeah.
2: Uh, speaking of Guardians, just a really quick tidbit I forgot to mention. The guard I just started playing the new Guardians of the Galaxy game yesterday. Fantastic. Story, yeah. Graphics, everything. And I also started playing Even though you can't be multiple characters. It's fine. I got I, th- I thought it it's was going to be a problem. Right on. I I mean, I would would have loved that, but the way they do it is just, you feel like, it's like they're constantly talking. So, like, even though you're constantly doing Star-Lord, you get to control the other characters in other ways by ordering them to do things. But, like, you, right f- you just feel like you're part of the group because they're constantly talking and stuff. Like, well, <laughs> it's, like, really cool. and uh, Awesome. And uh, also Resident Evil 4 on VR just came out on Oculus Quest, and that's crazy. So uh, I just wanted to say that I forgot to mention that in tidbits.
0: I could imagine that a VR Resident Evil game would be terrifying. I remember the very first Resident Evil game scaring me when I was younger. Yeah, it's crazy, Like legit. Like sitting in a dark room, oh in the yeah, middle of the night. Oh my just god, the glow of the TV. Yeah, and those dogs come out from behind the damn oh. wall. You're like, no. god oh,
2: oh it. yeah, like remember that first scare when the the dogs break through yeah. the glass window? Yeah. I screamed my ass off. <laughs> 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 Holy shit.
0: Oh, uh, but that harsh, it is great. And that makes a perfect segue into our final topic. Squid games. Squid games Squid games: If I hear mad people calling it squid games? Uh, is pretty funny because um, while we were in Chicago, Rachel did a squid game jack-o'-lantern, which you can see on Instagram at Rachel Colby, at R-A-C-H-A-E-L-K-O-L-B-Y. Oh, yeah.
2: And it looks fantastic.
0: It. And people run up and like, you'd see these eight-year-old kids, squid games. And you're <laughs> like, why are you watching
2: that? <laughs> Dude, it's the design of it, man. It's it's like the, the design of that show and the it's colors are so compelling and enticing, you know? The name of it, it really everything is. about it is just like, it just, you know, I mean, you know, these kids, like they got, they all got Netflix right there. They're going to watch it. <laughs> they all got Netflix.
0: <laughs> Ain't nobody got parental controls. Their parents don't know how to enable that shit. And they're watching Squid Game and, and they're watching some fun stuff. Um I, I loved it, but this is a hundred percent in my wheelhouse. Now I will take a moment if I may to pat myself on the back Yeah, because I have been talking to you folks about Asian death game horror movies <laughs> since the inception of this podcast, and I'm just very happy th- the rest of the country caught up.
2: Uh huh. Yeah, it goes it goes all the way back to shit. Battle Royale.
0: I mean, Battle Royale is the, is the great granddaddy of them all, Mm -hmm. but you have, uh, you got two werewolf game movies, Mm -hmm. you've got death bell dude, as the God's will is fucking amazing. And now trending on, on Netflix, you're getting sweet home, which was good. And Alice in borderlands are showing up. Mm -hmm. So like people are starting to get on the train just by virtue of the fact that sweet home and Alice in borderlands are now trending and doing well on Netflix shows me that it ain't, it ain't going to be long. For like King's Game and Werewolf Game and all those other properties to catch on because mm-hmm. they're they're basically like the Saw of their of their respective movie franchises and um, oh and I also saw saw Spiral recently or whatever Spiral from the Book of Saw how uh, uh, was how's Chris right. Rock in that? Chris Rock was good. The rest of the movie was kind of predictable. and Oh, saw-ish. okay. You know, we'll talk about it another time for sure, but saw definitely ties into what we're talking about in squid game. Cause we're going to get into some serious spoilers. If you haven't seen squid game, congratulations. You're one of, I think seven people that <laughs> exist in the world that can claim that by this point, according to the numbers. So we're going to assume that everybody's seen squid game from this point forward. Everybody knows all the different twists and turns. Uh, because you have seen it the numbers bear out that you've seen it
1: Mm -hmm. and it's
0: amazing you should see it if you haven't seen it so we're gonna spoil the shit out of it spoilers this shit is saw basically Mm -hmm. you're awful people and there's a reward if you survive Mm -hmm. and oh yeah the game's creator is secretly participating in the game Mm -hmm.
2: it's saw basically yeah i mean uh I just I love the style of it. I th- I think that the structure of it was so great. I loved all the characters, um, you know I loved all the inner working stuff that was happening, like the the, you know the um some of the agents within trying to take advantage of a situation by trying to get organs and stuff, and you know all this intrigue. The only thing I feel like didn't really pay off that much was the detective and his brother.
0: Yeah, well, you know what's interesting is that apparently that was not in the original script in the original storyline mm-hmm. and it was added to to give to give length to it and I think it shows um that it was added to give length because you know, you know immediately once the detective becomes that vital to the storyline that it is his brother that's running the game. Yeah. I mean, Rachel and I called that in way early in the episodes that that's no surprise. Now his brother fucking straight up murdering him and then tossing him in the freaking Bay and getting back to work. That was a surprise, but their whole storyline. Yeah, it was predictable and it it felt a little fillery, but I did like the tension of the will he won't he get caught. And I think that it was a brilliant way to give us some of the rules behind what the freaking, you know, shape face mask guys, you know, the triangle circle square folks, like Mm -hmm. what are their rules? How is that structured? What's the hierarchy that could have all been a fucking exposition dump. And it wasn't, it was so much show don't tell. Mm -hmm. And I was so fucking here
2: for it. Yeah. I just love all the characters. I love the North Korean girl.
0: Oh yeah, number 67.
2: I watched the dubbed um and I, I really loved that performance, but um I I started rewatching it um with my girlfriend cuz she doesn't like dubs and um mm-hmm. and I kind of watch. Wish I watched it in Korean, <laughs> so I might, I might, I might have to watch the whole thing again. All right.
0: So actually, I want you to elaborate that. I'm going to take a moment and listen quietly because I actually I heard so much about this perspective and I don't know exactly what it is. So the thing that I know is that a lot of people say watch it subtitled, don't watch it dubbed because there are words that you can't express or things that are different and that it is the superior version is the subtitled version versus the dub version. I've only watched the dub version. I have not watched the subtitled version. Can you elaborate on why people feel this way as you literally just expressed that opinion?
2: So, uh, especially I teach a how to draw anime class. I always have to be involved with, um, (laughs) every now and then it comes around this argument about dubs versus subs you know, because um, some people take this of uh, this route of superiority um when it comes down to, you know, like you know, I I prefer the original language and I can read, you know. <laughs> like, you know, like some people some people and then like um then dub people they feel offended because, you know, it's just it's like it's not like I d that I can't read. I just I just wanna not read and enjoy the, the movie. You know, so that that winds up being kind of the 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 point of um frustration between both of those parties. So the other thing though with um if you're taking something by the original language and it's actually um translated correctly there are going to be certain things that are communicated differently versus if you dub it, because when you, when you're dubbing it, you're, you're writing something that will more or less fit, um, what, what the characters physically, you know, physical movements of their mouth, you know? So a lot of things oh. do get lost in translation, you know? So if
0: a more accurate translation does not fit the movement of the mouth, then you just water it down yes. so that it fits within the available time span.
2: Yes. Basically. Because, you know, like of course there's some words like that's why they make that big joke when, uh, <laughs> when someone is just like moving their mouth, like uh, for like seven seconds and then they say hi. <laughs> fair. That's fair. That's fair.
1: That's a hundred percent fair.
0: All right. So, so I could definitely see that being a severe limitation of it. So that yeah. makes perfect sense. So and, and you felt that the sub version was superior.
2: No, no, that's, that's the thing. I I, I listened to the, I prefer dub because I'm a, I'm a visual person and I don't want to like have my time looking up and down. I want to see the performance and especially animation. I want to watch the animation, but that being said, there are, Kill, there's some killer actors out there that like mm-hmm. like like. There's nothing that compares to their performance, especially if they pick like shitty uh uh dub dubbed actors, because that, that's definitely Fair. a thing too. Whereas it's just like like there's no way the the Western performance can compare to the Eastern performance, but then and it, it goes back and forth because then there's like a lot of yeah. great freaking dub actors, like you know so. That being said, that being said, when I, I I really preferred the voice of the main actor, his original voice, you know, but you know, like versus the dubbed voice, which was, which was fine. I I really actually enjoyed the dubbed performances, but now, now I, now I do want to hear the original uh, uh, vocal performances. Well, shit, you've convinced me. I'm going to go back and watch it again, but
0: I'm going to read it. Uh, Rachel feels much the same way that you do. She's like... I want to watch the movie at this. It's the looking up and looking down and looking up and looking down really like distracts from the visuals of it. And yeah. this movie is all about the fucking visuals. Mm-hmm. This thing is in fucking technicolor. Mm-hmm. Everything is bright. Everything that you are going to get to see absolutely everything. And this juxtaposition of violence over a childlike setting just works perfectly.
2: Yeah. Yeah. So good. Yeah, it's really good. Um, I, I, I'm curious as to why he got red hair at the end of the movie. <laughs>
0: yeah, I think it's supposed to be transformative that he is he is changed. By
2: the experience. <laughs> I don't. I I didn't get that. Um, I mean,
0: it could also be that you know a callback to the beginning of the show where he picked red. And, oh, okay. You know, now he's out you know he he is his character. Okay, that I, makes sense. Makes I don't sense. know if it's connected, but okay. but I like it and I also I also the conceit in anime where you have a character with change their hair color to change shows a change in power.
2: Mm-hmm. I just it just seemed a little goofy to me, but like uh what you said yeah. made, made made a little sense. Uh a little more sense. Um and then uh, I hate it when a Pakistani guy died, man. Like, that was just... Oh, that just
0: heartbreaking. Me. Heartbreaking. But, you know, he that's... Was such a good actor. That's why Sang-woo was going to win. That's why... Oh, he played it so well. The oh, yeah. actor uh, was Rama Balori, mm-hmm. who played Ali. And he is amazing in this. In mm-hmm. just, you know, his his growth and his change. And then at the end, just his childlike see that there was something Rachel brought up that was interesting was that we don't know from this performance and it might be more elaborated on in the subtitles. If he is simple or like cognitively deficient, or if he's just naive, I believe he's just naive, Mm -hmm. but I think there is something to be said perhaps in the performance that he is, not naive. He's just not educated and has no education.
2: So, I don't know. Um, the, I feel a little I different. Know. I feel a little different about it because you can see at a bunch of different times that he's not naive. You know, um, like he just was putting all of his trust in somebody that he thought was helpful to him, because because the guy mm. was helpful to him. So, you know, if he was helpful helpful to him at that one point, why wouldn't he be helpful again? And then you know yeah. he's in he's in this place. He learned how to speak uh, Korean, you know, mm-hmm. to go and try to get work. I mean, I feel like this is kind of the uh, a hard spot for a lot of immigrants going to another place that you know that they're getting used to or not, you know, um, and you know, kind of having a lot of hard times. I mean, that's that's what I saw with the character. The guy so deftly tricked him, and it's like it it. I think anybody could have fell for something like that. You know? He
0: only tricked him because he had earned so much of his trust by that point, that's, not that's, because he was inherently naive.
2: Yeah, that's what I saw. That's fair. Yeah. That's fair. I see yeah, it. Yeah, because like I I he just had a lot of heart and he was sharing, and and that was that was a whole jacked-up thing about it. Like which which even led our lead character to going with the old man in the first place. He he, you know, in that situation, he knew he didn't have a real shot, but He's like, you know what? I'm gonna go with this old guy. And well,
0: the old guy was trying not to get picked. He was trying yeah. not to get picked, wetting his pants, and then the whole thing. Before it comes time to pick a partner, he he actually like as pathetic as he looks. Physically, he made himself look even more pathetic and out of it, so that the hope would be that simply no one would pick him, and then he'd get the free ride to the next round, which was um, going to happen to whoever didn't get picked. I don't,
2: I don't think so because, like, I mean, like, I, I think that all the peeing stuff, all the stuff, was like connected to, to the sickness that he had, but he was going to be okay no matter what.
0: Yeah, I'm not sure. I, and there are some theories I saw online that he didn't actually pee on himself, that you see a water bottle next to him in a previous scene, and then later on the water bottle is empty and he appears to have peed himself. Now, who knows, maybe he drank the water and that's why he peed himself. But there are some theories that he was setting it up. The
2: cancer stuff was real the whole time. Well, that's
0: real. You know, That's obvious.
2: So, real. I mean, the only time he was in real peril was the um, – the uh the 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 tug of rope thing. You know? Oh,
0: but here's the thing. Here's the thing. Another good Easter egg that somebody pointed out going frame by frame through the movie, every single person on the tug of rope team has locks on their wrist shackles except the old man. If they start to go over, he would be able to free himself. It was a little tiny fucking detail. Everybody else's shackles have visible wow. padlocks on them. His shackles have no locks.
2: Wow. Wow. Yep. yep. Oh, that's crazy. So he, well, well he there you was go. Conti- well,
0: He had a contingency. Well, plan. there
2: you go, right there. That's what I'm saying. Like, you know, because um, it's so I mean, much
0: little shit in this movie. So I'm just much.
2: saying, though, like when he got picked by the main character. It, like, he could have just easily rejected him, but instead he did it anyway because it's just, like, he really winded up liking this guy because of, like, how earnest he was, you know? And then and, that turn at the end? Yeah. Oh. When he t- well, he t- 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 took advantage of this old guy, but it's just, like, I mean, if you're in that situation, what do you do? It's, like, you're, you're trying, you need to live. You need Living to live is- when this guy is, you know, looks like he's losing his mind. You know, but it's crazy that it wound up being kind of this morality play when he called him out on it, you know? You know, ultimately, what was he trying to call him out on when he's running this whole game in the first place? (laughs) And he's cheating, too, for that matter. Yeah. (laughs) But, I mean, he still gave him a free pass anyway because of that, because he just liked him. Right, right. Anyway.
0: Oh, man. And then you get down to... Just uh Jihan and Sang Wu in that brutal knife fight at the yeah. end. So fucking good. So yeah. fucking good. And of course it's in the rain, because if you're if you're gonna do a final scene like that, it's gotta be in the rain. Yeah. Um the whole bit with the you know, rich fat cats who pay to watch these death games. Mm-hmm. Of course, that's where that was going. Um, and then that the former winner is now running the game. Is you know I think I think that's a fun little twist. We all knew it was the brother, but then finding out that the brother didn't die—that he was in fact a former winner—makes you wonder where all the other former winners are. So
2: it just makes you think about what what's actually happening around the world right now. Yeah, even when you look <laughs> look look at um, you know what's his name? The dude that had the island, Jeffrey Jeffrey Epstein.
0: Oh yeah 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 Jeffrey. Epstein. Yeah, like
2: the he had his own private island. Yeah, Matt Lauer well, he did
0: crazy, maniacal shit.
2: Oh yeah, yeah, and I, I mean, rich people get bored. Like the the second year of being a rich person, you've done everything, you know, <laughs> you know. So then, like,
0: you're just gonna get a second yacht, maybe, or something. But it's just no, like and a, I don't know that. I'm sure there are instances like this, or something like you know, the Hunt or any of these, I mean, shit, fucking Mario Van Peebles did it in most dangerous game, you Mm -hmm. know, like there's always been stories like this. And I think that it leads to a lot of conspiracy theory stuff, but there is probably somewhere where, or hostile, you know, where this kind of shit maybe does happen, Mm -hmm. but on this level, I'm not so sure. And, I do love this genre, Uh, you know, big spoiler at the end where it's basically the old man is one of the people who organizes it. And he threw himself in the game to play it and have fun. And because, you know, for personal reasons before he dies. And I get why Jihan is so mad at him, but at the same time, the old man says like, you, the first time around, you're totally right. We, we, you had no idea what was going on. We kidnapped you. The whole thing. He goes, but the second time, you knew 100 percent what you were getting into, and you chose it anyway. So why are you mad at me? And it's kind of a fair point. Like oh, you, fuck knew. that
2: man. That guy's psycho. <laughs> like like you, like you have to fucking psycho. kill people.
0: <laughs> yes, what he's doing is wrong. But if you know, like when, when they first go in and they have no idea what the fuck is going on and what's going to happen and then they vote to leave, that's why he voted to that let is, them leave. That is so ultimate exploitation. So that when you come back, it is exploitation. It is exploitation, but it's not uninformed. <laughs> it's not completely uninformed. You know full well. That you are risking your life by this point. You are trading your life for money, and you don't have to make that choice. And a number of people don't. A number of the people who vote and get to leave stay left. And yeah, the organization, quote, keeps tabs on them. They make it a point to explain that. But they don't go back into the death game. They made their choice. They said, you know what? This is exploitative. It is a lot of money, but my my life is worth more to me. Somebody like, like San Wu, he knew he was dead inside or outside. If I go out there, the people who I owe money to will kill me. If mm-hmm. I'm in here and I don't win the money, I'm going to die. Like I am a dead man walking in every situation but the one where I win this, which mm-hmm. is why he couldn't leave, which is why even at the end, when he was clearly beaten, he chose to take his own life because even if they vote and they vote to end the game and they let him go, he's dead and his family is dead and he knows it. Mm-hmm. At least this way, something good happens. And he made his choice. And yeah, it was, I mean,
2: it was the right choice. It's, it was tantalizing storytelling just through and through, you know, mm-hmm. it's like you couldn't put the show down. <laughs> like you watch an episode no, you had to all. watch the next episode
0: <laughs> and it's so visually arresting oh yeah there's so many little things and so many great side characters because again you have four you know 456 individuals so you have so many characters mm-hmm. you can just introduce for a moment give them a tiny little bit of character and then they're gone yeah, and it the, makes the, everything feel kind so fun of the, and real. The, the
2: the aloof girl that uh, basically teamed up with the North Korean girl. Like her story is yeah. so sad, and then yeah. and then that wild that wild lady was hilarious <laughs> throughout the whole thing.
0: Oh, that was like <laughs> that was so Korean
2: soap opera, like the way
0: that she was behaving. And you always sort of get one of those in one of these types of
2: movies. <laughs> she and she was, was so good,
0: brilliant. And then when they see her at the end, where she was like. Well, they don't think it's fair when somebody doesn't get picked for a team. So I was allowed to move on because they all assumed she'd be murdered for not getting picked. And she's like, no. That's what we all assume too. In the spirit of fair play, I get to move on. (laughs) Amazing. And then she gets to kill number uh, 101 at Mm -hmm. the end, the mobster.
2: Yeah, that was so
0: satisfying to watch her kill him.
2: Yeah. I just, I I hate it when the North Korean girl took a glass to the gut like such bullshit.
0: That was bullshit. That was bullshit. Winning should not kill you. Losing yeah. kills you. But being a winner should mean you make it to the next round, not yeah. like you won. It would be like if the doll blew up at the end of Red Light Green Light, and anybody yeah. who happened to be standing near it was killed too. That part, I mean, didn't make any sense.
2: Well, the thing is, it wasn't their meaning to kill. You know, like they were trying to put on a show. By making all that glass explode for their people, you know, and that's, that's, that, yeah, that yeah, was, yeah. that was the other part, dude, that was really the whole time they're saying we, we we made this fair, we did this, but then they started changing up rules like at the last minute. Yeah, especially yeah, yeah. when those fat cat, cats were there because they just wanted to make it more exciting for them, you know, of course. So that's when it was the rules getting...
0: only mean something when they mean something. Yeah. Like, we stand by the rules until the moment we don't. It's our game. Fuck you. Mm-hmm. It's
2: Calvin ball. Calvin Ball, <laughs> <laughs> you're playing Calvin Ball right now, motherfucker. Get used Love to it. Love Calvin Ball, bro. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Uh, and so
0: so yeah, that seems like a perfect place to end it. They're out there, they're playing Calvin Ball, and, <laughs> and it ends. It God, ends that the way needs it to be
2: ends. a show. That needs to be a reality show, man. Calvin <laughs> Ball. <laughs>
0: I win, you lose, oh and the game God. goes on. And that's what we see in the final bit of this show where you now see the dude, you know, out there finding more people to come play more games. You've changed nothing, nothing. This is it. It goes on. And I think it'll be fun to see, you know, uh uh Jihan track them down and then ultimately get locked in another one. That's what's coming. It's basically going to be Escape Room 2, where it's like, I'm looking for you motherfuckers. Like, well, actually, we <laughs> found you. And now you're locked in another one. <laughs> that's what it'll be. And and then that's fine. We've we come to expect that. I'm here for it. And that is a conceit a lot of this genre. You look at the werewolf game movies. It's now you're trapped in another one. You look at Alice in Borderlands. You escaped your escape room into a larger escape room. Mm-hmm. So that is one of the conceits of this genre. And so if you give me more Jihan playing death games but this time like as a seasoned fucking pro I'm here for it
1: mm-hmm.
0: I'm fucking here for it mm-hmm. and I'm here for you Arthur I'm here for you if, homie uh,
2: <laughs>
0: if other people want to be here for you where are they going to find you my man
2: you can find me on www.ArthurRomeo.live you can check out my, uh, my, my YouTube Instagram and TikTok draw Underscore really underscore awesome underscore wow. <laughs> That's where you wow. can find me. <laughs> and if you want to find me, you can find me on Instagram
0: at Thomas. And then you can also find our Instagram at Tails underscore to underscore admonish. You know how they please do it on Instagram. Visit please. Tales, visit. Tales to admonish. Search for it. You'll find us there. Or find us on YouTube or wherever you get your favorite podcast. And if you would please give us a like, give us a review, give us Give us your wallet, because I got a gun in a dark alley.
2: <laughs> oh, Batman's gonna get your ass, bro.
0: Yeah, that got dark real fast. <laughs> no, 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 no. We'd love to hear from you. So find us on social media or find us in the reviews. And We're back, baby! We're back, and baby! With that we are back, and we're back on
1: with Mars. With Mars. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Love you guys. I always have to hold back laughing because I'm going to put an effect on it and I need dead air afterwards. So I'm going to have to talk. I I don't know. God, that was fun. It's been far too long. Now I have to remember how to edit this shit.